Hello and welcome to The Health Report with me, Norman Swan, on Gadigal land. And me, Tegan Taylor, on Jagera and Turrbal land. Today, would you be comfortable with AI as one of your doctors? It's already being used in radiology and experts in that area say AI could revolutionise the field. But I don't know, Norman, there's something kind of appealing about an emotionally neutral machine that never gets tired doing my diagnosis. How about you? I think I like a warm human being there. And, um, you know, and then it's almost the profit motive, particularly in radiology. But we'll cover those controversial topics later on. Yeah, also, all I have to do at the moment to convince the internet that I'm not a robot is correctly identify a pedestrian crossing. So maybe they're not ready to be left unsupervised with my x-rays. But Norman, you'll be looking into your favourite topic and mine, COVID. Yep. COVID's still going. It's just coming a little bit off the top of the uh, Christmas surge. And uh, still about 18 million Australians haven't had a vaccine in the the recent past. So we're under-vaccinated. What's the implications of that? New research from Britain. And breast cancer. Yep. A controversial breast cancer diagnosis, which still is a bit of a battlefield and leaves women a bit confused. But there's been research which will help them make decisions. Mm. But let's uh, talk about some news for the week. Yeah, there's actually something I have been meaning to ask you about because, as you know, I have kids in school, as do many, many Australians, so I feel like it's relevant to a lot of people. And I've noticed that there's um, the Australian Institute of Health and Welfare says that there's a peak for asthma hospitalisations in around February, around the time that school goes back, which isn't a time of year that I would have usually thought that asthma was spiking. But if it is, I thought it was kind of worth talking about why and what people can do to protect their kids if, if they do have asthma. Yeah, well, this is really interesting. You're right. You think it was during the height of the pollen season and spring and so on. But if you actually look at some, some fascinating research, 13 years of data in Victoria, international research. So w- what that shows is that probably about s- anywhere between 17 and 25 days a year, at least in Victoria, it's probably true of other states in, New- in Australia, are what are called high asthma admission days. And that's between 33 and 51 admissions. And the winning month is February. Uh, May comes a bit, a bit later, and then November, which is you know, around about the spring pollen season. If you look at north and hemisphere countries, it's September. Oh, and school so age Same kid, sort of thing. Yeah, like that's, that's when they're starting school. That's right. So the question is, so I don't think there's any question here that it's not real. It's not just hospital admissions. According, If you look at the global data here, it's emergency department uh, presentations. It's physician visits. Uh, it's real. And school age kids are highest and preschool kids are next on the list. So if that's obviously a trend that's happening, if you've got a kid with with asthma, like how do you make sure they're not one of those those data points? Well, the question is, why does it occur? Mm. And nobody's really too sure, despite all the research that's been going on and the fact this has been known for many years. So is it something uh, allergenic, you know, something that causes allergy in schools? Um, the, the evidence is that it's kind of pervasive, whether it's country schools or city schools, it happens there. Some people have thought, well, maybe it's mould because some schools have, have mould and that could be a relationship in some schools. It's probably just 
kids coming together after a break and there being viral infections. In some parts of the world, the temperature is a bit lower in, in September, but it's not necessarily lower in February in Australia, so you can't really blame temperature. So it's probably viral infections and maybe some other allergenic substances in the air. So what parents can do is, first of all, is your child's asthma properly treated? So there are blue puffers and so there are puffers to treat your asthma, um, which is really to treat the asthma attack, to relieve the wheezing. But that's not treatment of the asthma. If you've got a child who's coughing and wheezing, particularly with exercise, waking up at night coughing, that child needs to be on preventer medication. You need to talk to your doctor about that. And the asthma needs to be well controlled because if you've got a child who's going into the school year, who's coughing and wheezing with exercise, uh, coughing during the night and waking up, that you need to be on a preventer medicine of some kind, have that well controlled, and then your child's got a lot of, if you like, kids that tend to end up in hospital are the ones where the asthma is not well treated and the difference between an asthma attack and what a child thinks is normal is much narrower. You've got to increase that space, that gap between a healthy set of lungs and uh, the attack of the viruses. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.